Say that again into the mic. No, this is how I do the show now. You, you sit in a lawn chair that reclines, flicking open a knife in your Mets tank top. It's summer. <laughs> it's summer, baby. It's a drinking sun- Lining Kugel it's, Sunset Wheat. Uh, I've got no. I've got some Guatemalan beer. I've got Famosa. Not right now. Yeah, it's, um, it's not like I have one anything. PM. I don't have anything to do today. And again, it's the summer. <laughs> it's uh. Well, it's not summer yet, and you know how I know this is because they have not turned on our air conditioning yet. Oh yeah, it's oh I like that every year. Every it's always uh, uh, exciting to see what will happen when you press the button. I'll tell you, it's not that exciting when you sleep in a loft and it's hot up there. It's a choice you made. That's a choice I made. You're you're right. You made. Um, I would have told you. Look, if it were me, I would have said uh, you don't want to sleep up that high because uh, uh, hot air rises. Well, I said to my, I thought the same thing, and I said, you know what? I have an air conditioner right there. It turns out my air conditioner, the worst one in the house, terrible. Turns out, well, you know, it's not, it's not the heat that really gets you. Yeah, it's usually it's the it's humidity, humidity is what it's gets the same, you. Like in the winter, you know, it's not, it's not the cold. It's it's uh the, the cold's fine. It's, it's the, wind. the wind. It's always the wind. And you just every year you just hate to see it. You know what I wish that we had a little more of around here is not the uh, not like that muggy New York. What I want is that dry heat. It was dry heat. You know, That's like you the, like in the there, desert. You go into like Arizona. Arizona is what I was gonna say. Yeah, absolutely. You go out to Arizona, and then you get um, you get that dry heat. We're like it's hot, like definitely, and your body recognizes it's hot. You feel it on your skin, but you're not sweaty. You know, and that's the real thing. Because the, the humidity, without that dry heat, all that moisture, it's got to go somewhere. It goes right under your skin. You know, you get all sweaty and muggy. You do. And you know, and, and you can't say this enough, you got to hydrate. Oh, absolutely. You have to hydrate. You, you got to Water is life, you know? And what else you got to do, back to the winter, is you, layers. You got layers. Layers are absolutely layers essential. Layers are a thing. Got to gotta layer. So good. <laughs> good job. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Dress for the weather. Uh, Unfortunately, this is a podcast, but I'm trying to kick off conversation. Mike, I'd like you to watch this really, really bad attempt for the Orioles to get a double play ball to end. always hilarious cut four. This is a dead spin. Bases loaded, one out. He goes to tag. (laughs) Oh. So, bases loaded, one out in the Orioles game against uh, the Indians. Ground ball to second base. The second baseman tries to run down the runner going from first to second. Chases him back to first base just far enough that he decides that he has to make a throw. Uh, Throws it to first base without tagging the runner going from first to second. The runner at first base was safe. First baseman Chris Davis throws home. Runner was safe. (laughs) You know... Uh, the, the, so, something I worry about if I ever got into, say, like slow pitch softball, um, or you know, a, a kickball. I wouldn't do a kickball league at this point. It's just I would. I was actually talking to my coworker about it the other day because I'm so bad at softball. Like I would love to play in a softball league, but I'm such a detriment to the team. It's not fun. Not uh, not to talk about how. Well, all right. So so Brooklyn kickball. If you remember, twelve years ago. We're just like, oh, we got to go up there and do that. Like, right, that's right. where all the yeah, that's where all the that. all the cool shit's happening. And I walked by it the other day, and like, there are people out there in like ninety dollar um, leggings and stuff playing kickball, and just like, oh, the times have changed. Just like the um, the as the demographics of Williamsburg have shifted towards uh, uh, 
uh, 200 grand and up tech people, uh, so has the kickball league. <laughs> There's no, there, there, uh, it's uh, a kickball league for the rich. Wouldn't you uh, like to just run through it with a large weapon of some sort? I'm sa- that's see that's what I like about uh with, with rec soccer is that you can get away with that sort of thing from time to time. You it's can being re- a menace, being yeah, a problem. You can, yeah, you can. Uh, there's uh, there's some you can enact some justice that is difficult in kickball. I you I mean uh, you could try a takedown slide in in kickball, but like yeah. you, it's hard. Like you got to uh, you know there has to be a situation that calls for it. You have to get. You kind of have to get lucky. You have to get on base in the first place. The person you hate has to be covering second, something like that. You know, whereas in soccer, you can just go run across the field and just, you know, you just step on somebody's Achilles. Kickball. I imagine Brooklyn kickball is just, you know, if you have some heavy hitters, that's fine. But it's all about small ball. If you can't manufacture two runs in an inning, you're fucked. If ground ball to third base twice in a row. I was just gonna say the 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 key to success in kickball is keep it on the ground and always kick it to third base. Always kick it to third base, and then once it's at third. You know, ground it to first yeah, or try and a, kick it over the first baseman's head. But either way, you need to make a sacrifice. Some lefties up there. You got to make a sacrifice. You know, got to got to advance those runners. But you got to score two an inning. And you do yeah. that over seven innings. You got fourteen runs. Actually, you know you'll be yeah, right. actually catching a ball clean and kicking it distance is so difficult for one. Uh, catching a ball clean. Uh, uh, I mean, with your foot. Oh, oh, okay. The harder you try to kick it, usually the just higher up in the air it goes. Yeah, just make solid contact. That thing will fly, baby. You know, it'll go. There was one time where we were just doing batting practice uh, at at Spring Street, and how uh, old were you? Um, oh, eighteen, okay. probably. <laughs> we were just we were having kickball just batting to set practice. Some context. And uh, somebody came, uh, somebody came up and just like we guys just doing batting practice, and and Z goes, show them how it's done. And I one hopped one over the fence, and I never did that before or since. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was that was story. that was the I've never like all I've ever done is just kick it as hard as I can at third base. I uh, actually kick like the people who could kick home runs and kickball are magic to me. So that's the one that you just like think back to, just the batting practice one. I think back to like one of our mid kickball games, and it's the it's the best kick I ever had. I just I just like tried to kick it down the first baseline, and I I I like kicked it towards the second baseman and it had this like beautiful hook and it just like r- like it hit the line and the chalk came up like so everybody knew it was and it just like rolled to the wall and i had a standing triple but i of course tried to stretch it for a home run yeah well you gotta you owe, you, you you have owe, to, you owe well. it to yourself yeah absolutely and i was out by three steps like easily was, i don't know if i mentioned my original point um but certainly not uh what i was gonna say getting back into softball or kickball i wouldn't I, I lack the situational awareness to know what to do when I think I'm so out of practice that I would at that Orioles play would happen to me time and time again. Well, I would I would have I would constantly forget who's on base. I hate to make this a, a, a question of economics, but uh, nobody's paying you to know. That's true. You know, in this situation right here, base is loaded one out. You go to home, then he goes to first. Like, that's all you got to do. And I was told this by somebody smarter than me. I did not just know that. You go home, get the force at home. That it makes perfect sense to me. He tried to chase down this guy in the first running from first to second, blew it. Well, the Orioles they got a mountain to climb, <laughs> yeah, well. and uh, you know you try to, and uh, I think it's easy to fall victim to trying to do too much.
Oh, if anybody's uh, got any uh, extensor tendonitis uh, treatment uh, suggestions, any runners in the audience, <laughs> uh, let me hear them. As I'm icing my foot right now, I seem to have uh, extensor tendonitis. I'm going to relace my shoes. I'm going to keep icing it. But I hadn't run in like three weeks, and uh, I made it 1.81 miles, and uh, and then I just sort of, uh, I I jumped up out of the street, like up onto a curb, and I just felt it just like tense up and just, uh, it's not like excruciating. I, it's just mildly dull, dull ache. Yeah, it's just mildly painful, and I know that if I just keep uh, running, it's uh, not going to get better. So, here I am icing it. I got a... I got a, I got so, a tied to my foot with a sock. So so here, have you have you ever had an IV? No, wait. Um, no, I've had stuff injected into me. But you've never had just something like sitting in your hand. Um. Oh wait, I had when I was uh when I got the uh, uh MRI on my brain. Uh, I I had a uh, an IV that was just uh, uh plugged into my arm for a while. Was it your hand or your like? Elbow, um, crook of your elbow. Oh yeah, in the crook of the elbow. So like, they I can deal. All the radioactive dye. I can you. deal with that, but I've had an IV, and I had blood taken the other day, and they did it for my hand. But just like the IV, just sitting in my hand, that kind of like dull pain. Yeah, that'll drive me crazier than any like any like, and just like my brain goes to this, even though I wouldn't want it. That that dull ache that just lasts until they take it out, and there's nothing you can do about it. It hurts so much more to me than just like, hey. Do some shit to my teeth and like grind this down and without like the Novocaine or and just like I would rather have something that hurts like real bad for like a minute or a minute and a half than this dull throb for however well, long. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's because uh, you know it's going to end. you're just like well I can't do this forever. <laughs> I mean, and I guess you could say that about the IV as well, but it's just like you you move your hand there, there or flex the muscles yeah, and it there, just hurts. There can't be any adjustment. Trying to adjust it yourself is probably a really bad idea. <laughs> it's it's awful to me. We got a tweet here from Ed Zitron. He says, honest question, would you rather be the manager of the Mets, manager of the Tim Couch era Browns, or manager of last year's of the last year of McNabb's Eagles? I just want to be clear, you framed that as if Ed Zitron said that to us. In reality, it was, he sent that to, it, it was sent to David Roth. So we're just stealing hypotheticals off Twitter. Now I'm not blaming Brendan for that. I put it in Slack. Uh, but I did think it was a good question. I answered it with uh I would like to uh be the the uh coach of the last year of the McNabb Eagles because it's sort of um uh, everyone knows that like this is never gonna happen. And then when it all starts to fall apart, you can just uh uh you can say when people say like uh, are you worried about uh, your job security? And you get to go, you tell me. <laughs> Like, I, like I, I think when you get to do the press conference where pr- press conferences where uh, you get to start saying uh, like, hey, they, uh, there's rumors that uh, that your job's on the line that they should fire you, and you just go, maybe they should. <laughs> that was was that also Andy Reid's last year, or he had a couple of years left? I'm after, not sure. I think he you know he had Foles for a couple of years afterwards. But I like that the Tim Couch Browns thing. I think it lasted too long and it was too hopeless. Wouldn't be fun. Also, it was a team, you know, it, they were an expansion team, They're all built from scratch. There wasn't, uh, you know, that's, it's sort of a, an act of self-sacrifice to take that job in the first place, because you're probably never going to really get it off the ground. And the Mets job is just uh, constantly having to shrug your shoulders and just go, yeah, you know, um, I don't know. There's nothing <laughs> I, we well, we all know about. I wouldn't want to be the manager. There's the nothing Mets. we can do about it. Manager of the Mets, not meant for me. Never want to be manager of the Mets. Though, of those three jobs, 
the clearest clearest path to victory soon for me would have to be the Mets because they they have pitching. They can pitch. They just can't manage or hit. Right? Has that been the problem this year? Yeah. Um, Mickey Callow. Well, uh, the the fifth starter spot has been a, a black hole because it's been, uh, Jason Vargas. Yeah, that's every uh, most teams have a black hole. The fifth starter spot, though. Yeah, the guy you start with is not the guy you finish with generally. Uh, but like he's been so bad, and like uh, he he's had some okay starts as well. But uh, generally speaking, he's not been very good. Um, and then they start throwing all these other guys out there. Um, I'm blanking on the name of the guy who's going to start tonight, but he's um, not thrown uh, more than 26 pitches in any of his outings for over a month or so. Uh, so, you know, that's not great. Uh, and the thing is, uh, Dallas Keuchel's available. I think that's what makes it all worse. It's just like, oh, sure, everyone's got problems with their fifth starter, except unless you're like the Astros. But... Yeah, except yeah, except for the fact that there is like an all star, yeah, borderline all star starting pitcher just sitting out there. It's just available. He'll and, he'll sign in two weeks after the draft. Yeah, oh yeah, because no one would lose the pick. Right now, um, seems like that rule should change. Anyway, the Mets have, uh, but but even then, Degrom's not been very good. Syndergaard's been Syndergaard's probably been the best so far. Um. Even though that's sort of split in hairs, him and Degrom have both been like C plus this year. Um, Mats and Wheeler have both had some very good starts and uh, some really abysmal starts, and then everyone else, all the, the Vargas, and then the the mix of other starters, um, not not great. What did you say about uh, Degrom and Sundergaard? You gave them what a C, C plus on the season. Sure, I'm fine with that. Yeah. They're not. They've, I I think I keep feeling like Syndergaard's like just about to pull out of it, and then he'll because he'll have like a great start. Oh, he's he, like, oh, there it is, and like even last night he had a great start, right? Yeah, he, uh, he had a complete uh, uh, three hit complete game shutout against the Reds. I know it's the Reds, but still, no, I know he's yeah. on my other fantasy team. Yeah, he had uh, that was a, like it. two weeks ago. That was excellent, and then um, we followed it actually, with a dud, and then he followed it with a decent he one. Wasn't he bad yesterday it. either. Just they they got one hit. You know, the, they only <laughs> lost three nothing, <laughs> but one hit by the Marlins. Who? What was that? Pablo Lopez? Um, I'm I don't recall who was playing. Uh, I know Pablo Lopez had a good game against the Mets. Anyway, the, the Mets have th- uh, three hits in the last two games, <laughs> uh, and they've lost five straight. They got swept by the Marlins. Well, Mike, do you want to you want to stay on baseball or do you want to go to soccer? Uh, let's let's go to soccer because I don't even know what this might be about. With Hector Bellerin. Oh yeah, we got. Uh, you read the Hector Bellerin. I'll read Father's. <laughs> Fathers for Justice. Something <laughs> like this, you can bring it up. Uh, I got it right here. Uh, I'm scrolling a bit. In light of the Alabama abortion bill, it's it's kind of wild. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's not wild. This is the era of internet. But like having European soccer players talk about southern state abortion bills. Hector's, Hector's international. I mean, he's a, he is a, a, a Catalonian himself. Um but uh, he's got a weird hybrid Spanish uh, London accent. Uh, Who does he play for? Uh, he's Arsenal. He's okay. Arsenal's right back. I said uh, the day before. I, I said the day before this that he should be captain, and then the next day he said this, vindicating my choice. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Do you want to uh, read uh, Hector's part, I'll, and I'll read Fathers for you Justice. You want to do Fathers for Justice? F4J official, yeah. Uh, from at Hector Bellerin. I wanted to see if anyone from our industry would speak out about the abortion bill. But I guess people are too scared. This isn't just an issue for women. It's one for every human being. 
We fight for equality, and this is something men should fight for and not hide away from. And fathers for justice. <laughs> At F4J official. Wonder why men have no rights? Exhibit A, footballer Hector Bellerin, who turns a blind eye to male suicide epidemic. And three million fatherless kids and the thousands of dads fighting for secret co- fighting in secret courts to see their kids. The silence is deafening. So was it exciting for you when Hector Bellerin responded to your Twitter account? Were you excited that a star responded to you? Well, no. Uh, I Are don't, you? Oh, I don't know mind. that he. I don't know that he did uh, reply to that. I think that just him being quote tweeted and everyone just telling this person to shut up. Um, did you click through any of the uh, the Fathers for Justice account? Because I did. Uh, I I have uh, not. God damn. Every, I'm, oh, okay. There, it's just a pop <laughs> Mike, up. Mike's no. falling apart. No, I I opened the tweet and as I was uh, scrolling through it. Um, <laughs> Um, I, I just got to the reply from uh, Flanny Ball, who I believe is a, a, an Arsenal fan. I think I've uh, seen uh, many of his tweets before. Just replied, this is why your wife left you. <laughs> so, and someone goes, harsh but fair. And he goes, got no time for dickheads, mate. <laughs> Fathers for Justice just responds with, I know. <laughs> like, I, 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 I fucked up majorly. I, I'm aware of this. Uh, secret courts. What does that look like? What is a secret court? I don't know what the secret court? courts is, but uh, maybe there's a, a whole sort of um uh, uh uh family court uh, a lot of family court drama in the uk as well um uh, fathers for justice strikes me as an incredibly american thing i would have to imagine this it, uh, it, well, yeah because that was about, i mean yeah. that was the 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 chapo bit or the it was the, the carl diggler uh, yeah. thing for a while the felix and virgil were always family doing court the, uh, um the yeah always talking about family court there's also the uh the classic response of you're right two things can't be bad at once <laughs> It's uh, it's the same. It's just like this is. It's all of those people who say like this is just a distraction to get us to stop talking about Trump. And just like no, two things can be bad. Like I also agree that that is bad. It's like yeah, the uh, uh, you know, the there is a male suicide epidemic Which in, is in like, the UK. I really however, sorry sorry. Yeah, I, that's however, not what we're talking about in this particular instance. I don't think the Hector Bellerin supports the male suicide epidemic. So, like, yeah, what does that mean, who turns a blind? Is it just because he doesn't bring it up? He's not talking about He's not that. actively talking about it no. in this tweet right now. Yeah. Okay. Turns a blind eye to it, then. Fathers for justice. Ah, stunning. Stunning. All right. How about City? You see City won, uh, they, they did the domestic treble. What is that? They, they won the, uh, they've won the league, they won the FA Cup, they won the League Cup. They also won the Community Shield. They're counting that, but they won't call it a quadruple because they what know is the that community the, shield. The community shield is a is a uh, glorified preseason friendly where the winner of no. the, the cup okay, plays I the winner that. of the league. And because City won both this year, first will play second. So them and Tottenham will just play um, on uh, 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 the weekend before the new season starts in August. A City fan who. Um, if you've ever seen it, who who looks like a composite drawing of a Manchester City fan, he's <laughs> just um, a fat 50s balding, um, get, got into the press box and is yelling. I don't know how he got in there. And he's yelling at uh, the reporters. He just goes, domestic fucking trouble and you're going to have Mo Salah on the back pages. Uh, showing that, look, I don't want to give Liverpool fans that much credit and say that uh, uh, that they're... I know people are Liverpool fans are are bragging that. Oh wait, I said Spurs would be playing in the uh, community. Shield, so, community Liverpool. Shield, Liverpool's finishing second and by by some margin, but um, 
there, there's uh, this thing about how uh, uh, City don't get the respect of Liverpool. There's too many Liverpool fans in the media. Um, I think City fans are probably uh, have to be jealous of how much Liverpool are loved and how they're just like, yeah, you just bought it all. Because it did. And I don't really care for Liverpool at all. But um, but that's... <laughs> they're, uh, on one hand, they're, they're probably right to be upset, but also to deal with it. Speaking... Of Liverpool fans. I'm going to read this tweet. Yep, go ahead. Uh, from at Samantha Quack. To the weird guy who messaged me on Instagram saying he would do, quote, anything to hear me fart through a walkie-talkie, the time has come to see if you're a man of your word. Find me two well-priced Champions League tickets in the Liverpool section. Thumbs up. Yes, it's come to this. It's ticket allocation. It's extremely difficult. Um, Is this because they have, like, the away sections or just in general getting tickets to big Well, events? they're playing... Because uh, our sponsor, uh, StubHub. Wanda Metropolitano in Madrid, which is um, Atletico's stadium, not uh, uh, Real Madrid stadium. And they, uh, I mean, fan, I, I don't know exactly what the allocations are, but usually teams are given something that's not enough. Like, uh, let's say the stadium fits 70,000 probably thereabout. And um, like each team will get an allocation of like 15,000. And then the uh, then there will just be a bunch of general sale, and then quite a lot, probably the great majority, are uh, given to sponsors. So like the uh, Liverpool and Tottenham fans have like their supporters groups have sent a letter to like the sponsors, being like, "Can you please give like these tickets back that you know that people are like don't actually even want in many cases." Yeah, stop like, giving the Avis guy four tickets to the Champions League. Yeah, like the it's all the people when whenever they show. Uh, like at the start of a game and right at midfield, all of the best and most expensive tickets, all those seats are empty because they all were all corporate hospitality. The man who uh, created flow for progressive has been to every major final in the last 20 years, Mike. I bet. <laughs> Did you see uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger get drop kicked? Sort of. Yes. Um, I think he's lying when he said that it didn't hurt. It definitely hurt. It absolutely hurt. And it shoved him forward a couple steps, but like, I don't know. The guy didn't get like it wasn't a great drop kick. He he got a height, but you want to get some leg extension when you make contact, and he kind of already had his legs locked, I think, or he just didn't time it correctly. I gotta see it again. Oh, do you know what that's? Uh, oh, I didn't know there was an alternate angle. There's a few angles. There's one from in front of him. There's this one. He uh, he shouts it, from from the from the angle where he's facing the camera. It looks yeah. like he gets hit much harder. Yeah, but no, from this the back, yeah. It, it, he just like barely moves. It it's, does. It would be the equivalent of someone if someone just tripped and fell into him. He took four steps forward, and it like he does get some uh, good height up off the ground. So falling to the ground probably hurt a bit. But he didn't. What you want to see is like making your legs bigger as soon as you're about to make contact, and he just hits him with two bent knees. Did you see the video? I I think it was a guy who tried to kick Fred Durst on stage. I've never seen that video, no. Wait. Yes, it was yeah, it was Shaggy it was Shaggy Too Dope. He tried to kick Fred Durst and just and just watch it. Shaggy Too Dope of Insane Clown Posse. Everyone knows who Shaggy Too Dope is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he gets level before he even gets there. Oh no, no he just, he just I don't misses. Know if he's got a hand on him, but I think he just. <laughs> <laughs> what a pussy. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's so good. He doesn't even touch him. 
That's an incredible dropkick. That's very good. I really enjoyed that a lot. After this guy dropkicks Arnold, he starts shouting about, like, help me out, help me out. I need to buy a, a, a new, I want a new Lamborghini. That's what he's shouting is. That, well, also, gotta say, it takes a lot of balls to do a flying dropkick into the former governor of California when it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, it takes a lot of balls to dropkick this guy when Arnold Schwarzenegger is the fifth biggest guy standing in the circle. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody is just, just watched that documentary where Arnold smokes weed and pumps weight. And uh, just, it changed their lives. I don't understand what. Demanding money after that is also something. He's just, yeah, he's getting dragged out. He's got to say something, I suppose. Um, who is Stevie Mays? I genuinely have no idea. Okay. Well, watch, watch this. Watch this man eat a kiwi. I don't like that. <laughs> I didn't like all the mouth noises. No, I looked up this guy. I just figured you'd know him. He's a he's a soccer player. Uh, for who? Aberdeen striker for Aberdeen. I have n- never uh, watched an Aberdeen game in my life. I gotta tell you, uh, Aberdeen are, I believe, I, I think the second best uh, Scottish team uh, currently. But uh, but Celtic, it's the there's like so many European leagues. There's one good team. Celtic just win every year. I think they've won eight years in a row. Um, Fair enough, and yeah. I th- and I think that goes back to when Rangers were... Celtic and Rangers, right? Yeah, where Rangers were liquidated um, and then had, had to come back up from the fourth division as effectively, uh, as technically a, a completely new team. Like, uh, I mean, their fans will still hold on to all their history and all that, but like, I think on a technically speaking, that club no longer exists. Well, he swallows a kiwi hole, and it's pretty wild. Well, you know, quite gross. It's it's not the most unhealthy thing, I suppose. I wonder how long it would take to break down a whole raw kiwi in your stomach. Probably not that raw. No, how it's, long? It's, it's water based. Yeah, it's not like he did a. Uh, it's not like he uh, ate a jar of mayonnaise. A lot of like ASMR noises as he's doing it, and you or know, like very if, sensitive or like to that if, thing. If he did like a whole egg. <laughs> Like shell and all, like I'd be more concerned with that. <laughs> the kiwi, the outside of it, you know, isn't the the doesn't I mean, the taste hairs, good. Doesn't it's taste not bad. Good, but I don't think it's bad for you. No, it's just husk. Yeah, just you know, at the end of the, it's just dirt. Uh, it's it's a weird but a healthy choice that he's made, and uh, I don't begrudge him. Do you want to talk about your uh, NFL realignment? Yeah, uh, I do. Right. This, I want to get the people talking. Mike uh, messaged me earlier in the week, and he said, uh, "Quote: I check out." It sounded like something you like copied and pasted off the internet because you're just like, hey, check out, check this out. I've come up with a hypothetical you might enjoy redrawing the NFL divisions to take away strength of schedule argument and put more emphasis on local rivalries. I was like, did you just like what Deadspin article did you just? No, uh, Brendan uh, likes all of these type of. You know, well, you always say that you like one year rule changes. But lo- I love some experimentation. You can't, you can't do a one year rule change because then it, it skews all the numbers. I uh, I recognize I'm on an island on that. So I suggested realigning the NFL with to make it so every single uh, team uh, or or every state that has like two teams in it or city that has two teams in it that you're going to get those rivalry games every year. Now we do lose. Okay, so in the East, 
and this is easier to talk about when you've got the map in front of you. So if you can, if uh, uh, pull, a map of America, a uh, map of uh, just uh, do NFL team map in the East. Um, and we can name, we can give these uh, fun names later. I haven't gotten there as far as what the, to name the divisions, but I call it the East. East, you got Bills, Patriots, Jets, Giants, Steelers, Eagles, Redskins, Ravens. So you have all of uh, sort of uh, New England and like the Mid Atlantic uh, states. You know, you got all of uh, you've got all of New England. You've got a bit of Western New York and Western uh, Pennsylvania, and you got the whole Delmarva area. Yeah, the only notable thing in that, because I, it's pretty good. Like I like it. Uh, would be just losing the uh, the Pennsylvania the, the Steelers Ohio rivalries. Yeah, mostly um, Steelers Browns because who gives a fuck about the Bengals except the Bengals care about the Steelers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't think the the to Steelers fans the Bengals weigh that heavy. No, no, I mean when they're good, but uh, like but Browns Steelers is one of those classic rivalries you're going to lose. It is, but I think getting uh, but you keep Steelers Ravens. Yes. Uh, which is an insane uh, blood feud. You double down on the the Keystone State rivalry, of and, Eagles and you Steelers. get Eagles Steelers. Which again, why are we only getting this every four years? The NFL schedule it's it's it sucks and it's bad. Uh, the weird home and home that would have so what would they they'd be playing four games at Giant Stadium? Yes. See, that's the thing. That's frustrating. There's workarounds there, given a long enough timeline, but like. Year one of this, four games in Giant Stadium, Giants Whoa. versus Jets, and just wearing different colors. Well, this is what I'm saying. Is um wait, no, four games. Two. Oh duh. Yeah, it would just be two. You don't double that. No. Uh so So that's fine. So it's eight teams per division. Everybody plays each other twice. So you get it's a fourteen game schedule now. So we do lose, but with no bye week. So you do, uh, so you do lose two games, but it all gets done in one, uh, uh, in, so in a bit less time, and then your four division winners move on to face each other in the playoffs, seeded one, uh, uh, one through four. Uh, four so, team playoffs, eight teams total. Right? Is that what you mean? No, just just the division oh, it's winners. Just oh, it's, it's just, just four it's division se- winners. It's semifinal, final. Okay. So you got. In the South, you got Panthers, Falcons, Jags, Bucks, Dolphins, Saints, Texans, Cowboys. So again, you lose, you lose the uh, Cowboys, Eagles, you lose Cowboys, Redskins, you lose Cowboys, Giants. But why? Why they're in the East? Why anyway. they're in the East anyway? It's never made sense. And this gets you a Cowboys, Texans game, and more importantly, you get a Cowboys, Saints game twice a year. That's a good one. Sure. No, I got no problem with that. Is the did you say the Titans are in that division? The Titans, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, aren't. eight, nine. So the Titans are the Titans, Falcons, Panthers, Jags, Bucks. It is three Florida teams: Carolina, Atlanta. It is a shame Texas, to have to lose the Titans, but so the Titans. The only other option weird. would be to put the Cowboys in the West. Yeah, but when you look at the map like this, they they really belong in the South. They really yeah. do belong with this group of teams in Tennessee, Florida, Texas. Right, de- definitely not the Pacific or the Atlantic Northeast. Definitely no. not. Uh, so then, so the- you're getting three uh, Florida rivalry games every year. Uh, you're getting um, you're you're getting uh, the I, I don't know. You're getting uh, Falcons Jaguars every year when there's a uh, there's a good rivalry between uh, uh, North Florida and Georgia. They don't like each other. You get uh, that's a a proxy war for uh, 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 the Florida Georgia game. 
Okay. So my hot take on this, based on really no research, is like, finally, thank God, we can move the Jaguars to the West Coast. And then we put the Titans in this division. The Jaguars are out here in fucking, I'm calling it Portland. We're giving a team to Portland. You know, that's something I hadn't considered, is moving the Jags out West... To Vegas or Portland? Uh, well, Vegas, the Raiders are taking right, Vegas. Right, right, Vegas, yeah. Duh. Um, but, yeah, I, I think you could... Uh, well, there's, or what if we move the Jags super east, right here, to old London? London town. No, I don't want any teams in London. That would ruin the oh, whole thing. That would be a whole nightmare. Mexico City, I'm listening. Mexico City, uh, move them to... Uh, uh, um, move them out to the... Uh, what's that? What's the... Move them to Tijuana. And then you got a great um, uh, San Diego, Tijuana. Tijuana's like right there, right? Yeah, we can move the Chargers back to San Diego. And then you have uh, the great uh, border war. And then you could uh, you post a picture of uh, your offensive line and say, uh, tear down this wall. Uh, let's get the next. What's the west? Or the what do we got left? The north and the west? Uh, we, have the, uh, we have the north, I've called it. You could also call it Midwest. Where we have um, the NFC uh, North as it already currently exists. Vikings, uh, Packers, Bears, and Lions. And then you also have the the Ohio Ohio teams. You have the Colts and then the Titans, who do belong in the South. But again, uh, this is going to take some moving of some pieces. So I think that is also very good. Um, I, I think those, uh, yeah, so we preserve the NFC North and it's many, it's story traditions. Um, you get, uh, a Browns Bengals game, uh, every year, which I guess we already had, but, uh, yeah, this way you keep it. Um, God, imagine 10, 11 years ago, uh, all, two Lions Browns games a year. Yeah. Oof. Dan Orlovsky versus whoever the hell. And you got to think that, uh, I, I don't know that many people from Indiana, but you got to think that there's some uh, animosity between uh, Indianapolis and Chicago, having to deal with the fact that everyone uh, thinks Chicago is so damn cool, and here we are, nobody gives a shit. And I also, this is also a division I wouldn't mind seeing Kansas City find a way into, but like, whatever. Okay. Uh, what are you going to do? Kansas, Kansas City's City really getting toasted Kansas, in Kansas this. Kansas City is the big casualty of all this, because they go to the West, where they already are. Dead but, center of the country. But for like the North teams... It's not unreasonable to take a bus from all the... I mean, you don't want to take a bus from Buffalo to D.C., but, um, but like, there is nothing that's more than a two-hour flight, not even... Yeah, nothing in the, uh, north in the entire Northeast, whereas the if with this schedule, Kansas City would be traveling so far for everything except for the Denver game. And still, the Denver game is bigger than the distance, just based on these mascot heads, yeah. bigger than the distance between, like, the biggest gap in the NFC yeah. East, in the East. It would be, like, Buffalo to Washington or New England to Washington. That, yeah. just the gap between, yeah. It so is, they're flying over it, Middle yeah, America a big a disadvantage lot. for them, especially because, like, all of, you know, when the Raiders move to Vegas, they're going to be even closer to the L.A. teams. Yeah, so five hours away in, in a car. So we move... Yeah, so we're moving the Jaguars, Portland or Tijuana or Mexico City, whatever you want, and then we're putting Tennessee in there. Is there is there like a natural thing that can get Kansas City in the north? Probably not. And you want to maintain that Denver Kansas City rivalry? They just got to live with it. And if we can get Kansas City in there, we'll call it the Midwest instead of the North. Anyway, I think what get rid of the Jets. What I really like about this. What I really like about this is that you would it strengthens the local rivalries and that means you can finally bring like traveling fans to an NFL game 
like you can have a section of people rather than just having um, a bunch of people scattered throughout that are just targets ready to be punched by an off-duty cop. <laughs> I, th- I, I think you can get... I think you can get 8,000 Eagles fans to take a bus down to Baltimore and get into oh, yeah. an actual, like, a gigantic parking lot fight. This will, um, the number of parking lot fights will go up by thousands of percent. And you can say you don't want that, but you do. You do. And in, like, a nihilistic uh, sort of taxi driver kind of way, like, I think it's important and we need it. A supporter section would be fun. That would be fun. Um,. All right, let's get on to unless do you want to talk about the Jets failing with their GM or do you want to just move on to the next thing? Not really cuz I don't know enough about it. I all, yeah, all I just I think really it's know. a good example of an aptitude. Just hiring a GM at the oh, beginning yeah. of the summer, having him spend all the money and then losing your GM at the end of the summer. Well, also the, the, there is a thing like, oh, Adam Gase didn't even want Le'Veon Bell. Just like, well, I don't think any Jets fans wanted Adam Gase. So like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. You know, it just it sucks so bad. Like the the mo- the least inspired coaching hire possible, and then like the best player that you brought in by far, that coach didn't want. He just didn't want to spend money on a running back, which I don't have a big problem with. Like him not wanting to spend money on a running back, it has shown to be not optimal strategy. Well, I, I think it's worth it when you have a second year quarterback who still has quite a lot of learning to do. Sure. I think it takes a lot of pressure off. Him. Nice guys, good safety I th- valve. I think you can drop a replacement level running back into an already functional system. But I think Le'Veon Bell probably takes... I think he helps out Sam Darnold a lot. Okay, that's probably true, because Le'Veon Bell is a system in himself. Like, yeah. just, just give him give him two, 250 touches. Yeah. That's it. Um, all right, you've probably seen this to this point, and maybe many of our, our, our viewers, but have you seen the Chipper Jones thing yet? I've watched it 15 times. It's so fun. Uh, yes, I have. Well, I watched it when you sent it to me, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it either way, so I don't have to drop the audio in uh, later. Okay. But this is uh, Chipper on Sunday Night Baseball talking to the uh, Sunday Night Baseball announcing team. Boog, which is one of the old-time Braves announcers, he's talking about... Well, I'll let him explain it. You guys are backstory. Was I in the box or was I at first base? No, you were in the box. When I looked up... No, you were in the box. It was pregame, and I was asking you. You were in a stretch. You weren't swinging it great, and you were swinging it the first pitch a lot. And so dorky boog you know me and my hitting video said hey how come you're swinging the first pitch so much you don't get a lot of first pitch strikes was my point i said you don't so why are you doing it if they're not throwing you a lot of strikes and your point was because it's probably the only time i'm going to get a fastball so here's what happened tim stauffer it splits the plate at 91 now watch the hitter chipper jones staring back at the announcer's booth staring daggers and shaking his head I really, I that was probably my favorite video of the week. I really enjoyed that a lot. Check out this guy, this announcer for a minor league baseball team. Team, aside from the Patriots and the Ducks, with double-digit wins on the young season. The 1-1. Cordula swings and fouls it off towards the broadcast booth. And I make the catch on the foul ball. I am very proud of myself. 
I hope somebody got video of that as I caught it on the fly. <laughs> and it's a one. That <laughs> <laughs> the announcer catching his own fly ball is really fun. You always hope to uh, have, the, have the chance. I've never come close to a fly ball or a foul ball. I also don't go to that many baseball games. He, that guy. I've never you know. caught a foul ball now. Uh, one time I was at a Trenton Thunder game and I caught like one of the, the bullpen is like along the right field line. Yeah. And I just like caught one of the reliever's eyes and I kind of like, I don't know, like wagged my eyebrows or something and he threw me a ball and like I almost dropped it, but I didn't. No. Um, but that's, that's the only ball I've ever gotten at a game. It was a uh, begged for. Begged for. Please. Well, because you go to a Trenton Thunder game, or for that matter, any minor league baseball game as a kid, you look around and you go like, I got odds. Like, I could get a ball. Like, there's nobody here. Uh, the balls are flying in the seats all the time. I'm on it's the quiet. The players can just hear you if you talk at a normal level. <laughs> yeah. You, you know you got it. So, like, again, 12 years old here, 11 years old, hit the seventh inning, and you're starting to get, like, I felt, I remember feeling desperation. Just like, I'm not going to get one of these foul balls, and I really want one. Like, what's the best place to stand? Should I stand on, like, the landing at the top of the seats? Should I just, like, hold my seat? I figured out, obviously, begging uh, relievers, middle relievers for baseballs while they're doing their warm-up pitches was the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, just throwing a bullpen session, and I put two hands up. I was down at the, uh, the Burlington ShopRite with my mom uh, a couple weeks ago. And I saw um, a very old man um, in an extremely old Trenton Thunder hat because it still had uh, it was the, the Thunderbird. It was the white hat with the Thunderbird and the and the green uh, uh, green bill on it, and it had the Tigers logo on the side. Oh, from when the, I think they were the, a Tigers affiliate for like the first two years, like ninety three and ninety four. Since then, then they've always been Yankees. Right? No, it was Red Sox for Red a while. Sox for a while. They, oh yeah, Nomar played there. Yeah, uh, Nomar played there. Uh, Tony Clark. Um, yeah, and then the Yankees bought him probably around 2000. I'd, I'd do it. Yeah. And then um, the Red Sox switched to their AA affiliate, became the Portland Sea Dogs. All right, Mike, read this tweet. What? Oh. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, some, some, uh, some context. Uh, if you've been on uh, Twitter a long time, uh, you may recall uh, Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne is a guy who uh, his picture for a long time was uh, a, a drawing of a rat smoking. Um, and I think he was just like Dwayne two for a long time. And Dwayne frequently deactivates at, or just like deletes his account entirely. Uh, and then we'll just resurface like six months later with an entirely new account. And um, I don't know why he does that. Uh, he's completely egoless poster. Um, he's what we should all aspire to. Anyway, he's back, and uh, has got got thoughts on the uh, on what, salute to service. Sports interviewer, tell me about the camo look. Baseball player staring into distance. Well, it's camo. You know what can you say? It's army, navy, uh, soldier. It's it's just camo. So that's uh, what we do, and we're wearing it out there. And you got to tip your hat to the army guys. And it's about right. Um, uh, there was uh, there was some respect being shown to uh, the A's Matt Chapman for uh, only wearing the hat and nothing else. It's like I they told me I had to wear this. Now I don't claim to know what Matt Chapman's politics are. I don't. Either. If I um, I wouldn't uh, d just by looking at him, um, he looks like the uh, most 
uh, down the middle, clean cut young man possible. Um, I don't know that that. Um, a 26 year old from Victorville, California. Well, where's Victorville? Because uh, California is uh, outside of the uh, off the coast is a is a Republican stronghold. Uh-huh. I'm going to say that is a firmly red part of uh, California. So? It's pretty close to L.A. And yet, uh, pull up the congressional map. Okay. Okay. Uh, in the California State Legislature, Victorville is in the 21st Senate District, represented by Republican Scott Wilk. In the 33rd Assembly District, represented by Jay uh, Obernolte, Republican Jay Obernolte. And in the United States House of Representatives, California 8th Congressional District, represented by Republican Paul Cook. I've heard of Paul Cook. I don't know. He's a congressman. Well, <laughs> there is it, something to be said uh, and, and for it, someone I, just looking at all of the camo gear and going like, this just looks fucking dumb. It does look like shit. And I think that would be number one for me. I've, I don't respect the troops. I want to be clear about that. <laughs> but I, but on top of that, it does look really bad. And so does the Mother's Day stuff. And so does the Father's Day stuff. Um, occasionally, the Fourth of July things are OK, but generally not. It all just looks really ugly. The Mother's Day stuff, the the, the forced pink is bad. I hate it. Like, and the the sky blue is somehow for Father's Day somehow even worse. It's it's worse. And that incredible picture of Nolan Arenado screaming when he's covered in blood. He's wearing the Father's Day jersey, and it really takes a point off of it. I I got no big arguments on that. It does. It makes it a nine out of ten picture instead of a ten out of ten. Ten out of ten picture would be uh, Rugnetto door punching. It was a Batista in the fucking jaw. Well, uh, yeah, the picture's very good. It also functions brilliantly as a gif because his helmet goes spinning off of his head. Yeah, that's the best baseball picture. And Jose Batista, um, his, I, I, I always hated him. I just couldn't stand looking at him because his beard looks like it got spilled onto his face. Yeah. There's just too much of it. It takes up too much of his face. It's it looks just, like shit. Did you see that face swap I posted in Slack of of me as the pretty lady? Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, did you see how they colored in my beard? I I looked at it for a little while, but and I... I, I bet you did. And I, and I couldn't really figure out, like, Why what, it looks so weird? Well, it's just, like, it's so touched up that like it it resembles you in no way yeah i agree there's there's nothing about this that i would make me look uh, and think that it would be but that, uh, apart from the the hair is kind of red the hair is kind of red but the lips kind of match but like oh the nose is definitely a match the nose is the same but like, the eye color is even different yeah they, but they really darkened my beard which made me realize that i'm happy my beard is not that dark because that beard is spilled onto my face. Like, it is too dark. It is too thick. But it doesn't come, like, as high up your face. Like, as... And Jose Bautista is, like... Your your beard also has, like, some natural space in it. You know, like... Uh, under, yeah. Like, you've got, like, the soul, sort of soul patch area, but it's defined outside of there. Whereas, like, Jose Bautista has, like, hair on every... Con- uh, pull, up, pull a picture of Jose Bautista's face just the self-same picture of him about to get punched it's just like so thick and perfect oh my god i i don't like the beards yeah you're right that come like directly below it it looks like it looks like it was put on his face in ms paint you just like yeah it was just like you filled in that black beard and just like dropped lips in yeah uh, it's uh, james harden has the same problem yeah obviously it's not a problem for him that's an identity and now he's got to have it for the rest of his life all right we're gonna move on um at michael w bratton uh posted Clemson's $93 million coach continues to express how disappointed he would be if college football players got paid. 
They may want to professionalize college athletics. Well, then maybe I'll go to the pros. If I'm going to coach pro football, I might as well do that. This is Dabo Sweeney. Sweeney? Sweeney? Sweeney. And uh, I'm just happy to bring up anytime somebody doesn't want to pay college college athletes. Uh, or at least do something to slightly rectify the situation. Happy to bring it up every time. And you know what? Frankly, if you can win two, and I know it's like what you want to be coaching. You don't necessarily have to keep pushing yourself to the top of the industry. But like if you win two national championships in a row, like I don't mind if you want to go coach. In the, go coach in the pros. Why not? It's a totally different thing. I know. Yeah, well, it also... I think he knows he'd be making slightly less money if they had to pay the players. <laughs> that would have to be distributed a little bit better. Yeah, sorry, man. All right, have you heard about this Tiger Woods getting sued thing? No, I have no idea what this is in reference to. And Tiger Woods owns a bar, a bar restaurant. I believe it's in Jupiter, Florida, which, like, by the way, really just want to deep dive into the, the economics of Jupiter, Florida, given that all these rich idiots spend time and, like, capital in Jupiter, Florida. Yeah. Just just would really like a deep dive on the economics of that city. All the same. Uh, wh- is it like is it is it like suburban Miami? Is that the thing? Uh, you look up Jupiter, Florida. Well, I'll explain this. Uh, Woods owns a bar, and he dates the uh, the manager of the bar and uh, a bartender who works there. He was an alcoholic, and he, he was drinking in the bar. He was drinking on his shift, and then he stayed later after his shift and continued to drink. Um, he is a he is a known and diagnosed alcoholic, and uh, he died in a car accident afterwards. And they're coming after Tiger Woods and the manager of the bar um, for uh, wrongful death because nobody stopped him from drinking. Um, I don't really know what the law is on that i i think you'd have to prove that like if uh if people are just like oh yeah this guy don't serve this guy you know we know about him like did the bartender like on staff he was the bartender on staff oh this is the bartender who got himself got killed he was drinking during his shift well, he was, like, serving everybody. Then he stayed after his shift and continued to drink, like, just at the bar, as bartenders so often do, I've seen in my experience, just kind of chill for a little while after work. And then he died in a car accident. And they're uh, saying that he should have never been allowed to have been served anyway. Like, at all. Because he's an alcoholic and everybody knew. I'm, I'm actually interested in your, your take on this, because I have some show more replies about it. Well... He's not being served. He's serving himself. He, it, I'm sure in the beginning, yes, he was serving himself. But at the end, at the end of his shift, whenever that was over, I don't know if that was like a 2 a.m. or what, but like he sat at the bar and drank and somebody was serving him then. Or at the very least, they were letting him drink. Everyone else could have gone home like if, if he was just there closing up by himself. Yeah, I don't know whether he was closing or it was like a midday I guess shift that, or anything like that. I guess that's part of it. And also him like... And if he's not announced that he has a problem to the people, like if so, they not, did know he had a problem. If he's if if they knew, and then they were giving him drinks, see, but like they're they're, they're complicit in a way. I I agree, but on the other hand, like if this guy is like working and drink, then like you know he has a problem, but like there's you know various degrees of a problem. Would you just want like somebody to come over to you and rip the beer out of your hand? At a certain, it's got to be like your choice to not drink. You know, if if an alcoholic comes in, and he's like, "I'm drinking again." Like, what are you really supposed to do? Um, I I think, I think at that point, like you have a responsibility as management, um, to Drink like do to do right by your employee and just tell them then you can't work here. Like, okay, uh, I think if, I don't have any problem with that. If I'm just you, uh, your brain. yeah, I would I would say that if someone had a if if someone had quit drinking 
if someone had admitted to being an alcoholic and then started drinking again for uh and especially knowing that they're doing it uh on the job no less which i know that some bartenders will drink while they're uh doing the job i couldn't do it um, i could do like the occasional like shot oh, and then yeah. just like walk around for another hour and a half and yeah yeah just but, work it off but that you know but i remember the bar that we grew up with uh, i grew up in more than you did dublin at home they, like yeah. they would just like they'd be doing their like St. Patrick's Day thing and just like you talk to your friends that work there and they're all more drunk than you are. Yeah. It's like how how are you doing this well, right now? Well, uh that bar closed down. Yeah. So I don't think it was the bartender's fault. Generally speaking, I think that was bad management. But it was, it was the place was gigantic. That, it was very large. I, I love that bar for a while. Um so you want to see some of the replies to this? I think I only have uh, two. Yes. I'm I, I imagine they're all gonna be very supportive. From Dan O'Houlihan, alcoholism is not a disease. Very poor reporting. Well, Well, you're a big fucking jerk. That's also... um, What is the guy doing... You can fact check that pretty easily, (laughs) that it is a disease. What is the guy doing in a bar if he has an alcohol problem? He's a a bartender. He's got to work. Bartender's a good job. Bartender is a good job. And I think there are plenty of sober bartenders, but you you can't be a lapsed... Um, alcoholic. That would be like, very hard. That uh, that is uh, th- that's when you can't work there anymore. So like licking your fingers. Like I'm sure there's been more than a few bartenders. Just yeah, that yeah. would really be painful. No, very I think hard. you have to. If that person starts firing uh, drinking again, you have to fire that bartender. Yeah, that I think that is the only way. Or just like lay them off. Just like hey, when you're right, come back. Like we want yeah. you here if you can handle it. Yeah, but yeah, for your own good, you cannot be here. Uh, whatever happened to being responsible for your own actions? Quit blaming others for the decisions that you make. No one forced this young man to drink. It was his decision. I do kind of believe that, but I think that there's got to be more culpability than. Uh, I think I think more. I I think so this guy got let down by a few yeah. people other than himself. Right, but he also let himself down. Like, you oh, can't yeah, ignore that. Absolutely. But, like, it is a disease. Yeah, like, it is a disease. let yeah. this guy like, just, like, no, you, say I'm drinking yeah, again on the job. you need a supportive environment. The fact that there was nobody there who would pull him to aside uh, and, and talk to him about, like, why he was doing that, that's, uh, that, that's troubling in its own right. Although I don't know legally if that's their problem, but... Just saying, as as people, you guys let your friend down. I would say, I would you let your coworker down. Hazard a guess that uh, Tiger Woods is going to part with some money over this one. No, just for a quiet life, you know. Yeah, just I would, gonna write I would a hazard check. that guess. Uh, do you want to talk at all about Tyreek Evans being dismissed? Yeah, it's bullshit. Um, do you want to? I'd like to read you the. If you can do drugs and play basketball at a at a professional level then uh, you're a, a, a better man than me. Well, wouldn't the problem there be like, I don't want to have to compete against with a, a guy who's doing a bunch of cocaine before every game? Do you, do you think that cocaine would make you better at basketball? I don't know. It wouldn't make me, nothing would make me better at basketball. Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. I, I don't I, know. If you're having like a shitty groggy day and you can't wake up and you do like four lines of coke or something, like I could see you just like getting up for the game a little more. But I don't know, it'd make you erratic and make you shaky. Yeah, I don't think like that's not going to put you in the like a uh, sort of focused, like clear-headed sort of thing. Did you read any of this list yet? Um, no. Was Good. this a list of things that he'd done, or this no, is this just is a list of banned substances? Banned substances that will get you banned. Okay. Uh, I did. I did read this, but I've forgotten it because it's long. So. I was gonna have to see how many you could guess, but um, that I don't. I don't know if that'll make All for right, a good just show. Sing feel good hit of the summer. <laughs> 
whole a whole nicotine, valium vicodin marijuana ecstasy and alcohol oh. oh that's that's that song's in the show now it's just a bunch of benzos, cocaine, GHB, ketamine, LSD, a whole bunch of opioids or opiates, uh, heroin, codeine, morphine, oxycodone, hydrocodone, methadone, blah, 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 and PCP. Um, notably and nicely, no weed. Weed not on there. And it didn't put it in the rundown, but did you see the thing it's with Lamar Odom? On PCP. You see the thing with Lamar Odom this week? He, he was talking about, I believe it was, what Olympics did the uh, U.S. men's get third? Was that 2004 in the, Athens? The bad one when we bought them. I, I think that was we, that 2000 in Australia or 2004 in Athens? Uh, I don't recall. But yeah, that's that, that was the bottom for us. That's when we decided to start taking it seriously, and now it's not fun for anybody. I think it was 2004. I think we won Australia. Uh, I could be wrong. But either way, he, he said that he smoked weed every day of the Summer Olympics and then panicked when it came time for a drug test. So he like rushed to the internet to look for like what to do and just ordered a big black fake dick. And the Wizinator. The Wizinator. He ordered the Wizinator and it worked. I was yelling about the Wizinator at work the other day because somebody brought this up. And I'm just like, I remember, remember uh, Ontario Smith, remember the Vikings? And just like, and I'm referencing one story about the Vikings in the off season from 2005. Like no one, like I was talking to a bunch of like 24 year olds. I'm like, no one remembers the Wizinator. Uh, okay. I wanted to, one of the guys in my fantasy football league, I wanted to, he, he reposted a, a tweet onto his Facebook. And, uh, this is the reason why I'm very happy. I win this league. Um, we got a, uh, Stefan Molyneux. Yeah. You know who this is? I uh, don't. Yeah. He looks like, um, uh, well, he's uh, he's part of the intellectual dark web. Uh, it's all a bunch of uh, you. You guys know about the intellectual dark web. All you Joe Rogan <laughs> listeners out there. Uh, Stefan Molyneux says it's interesting that if you don't have a uterus, you can't have an opinion on women's issues, but you can compete in women's sports. Just let it sit. Just let that sit. Citing specific examples. Yeah, please. <laughs> Um, well, there are, uh, actually, I think there are some trans MMA fighters. God, can you imagine how fucking mad these, these like, little league dads would be? It, and I'm also, trying to think of, like, the most uh, infuriating people, scenario. People think about it, like, they're just like, well, why wouldn't a man just become a woman and then just, like, win easy? And just like, is that the most fulfilling way to live your life? <laughs> just living this Juana man life? Yeah, is it, uh, would you find any real satisfaction... In uh, growing your hair out, saying you're a woman, and then just beating up women. I, I know that a lot of people like Stefan <laughs> Molyneux would. That is an, uh, something of a dream to them. And I'm going to ask them why they haven't. If they think that's so desirable, uh, why haven't they just started uh, punching women in the face? If they, think, uh, if they think that that will win them respect. Or if they think that's a way that respect can be won. Like, I think I think the all, thing like, that the makes hormone me treatments and all that like it's the, it's not easy. I think the thing on the right that makes me genuinely the most uh, angry. It's hard to say, but like I think this is up there. The bad faith transgender identity politi- identity yeah. like uh, arguments those really make me mad. Uh, it's like because you know you understand the spirit of what's going on here. We all know you get it. You're just being a dick. Yeah, I well as I said uh, the other day, I'm like every. Paraphrasing the uh, the drill uh, uh, insider trading uh, tweet, I think it's insider trading. Oh no, lying under oath. Um, there's every now and then I like to treat myself to a bit of bad faith attacks, and then just anytime someone says something about Bernie Sanders, I'm just like, oh yeah, because he's Jewish. 
<laughs> bad faith attack. I that's lo- it. I love doing that. And like you can't do it all the time, but like if you find someone who like you know is like one of the people that that calls him Bernard because that's supposed to hurt for some reason. Like you can just say, "Oh, because he's Jewish," and then try to get him. God, I saw. Actually, I'm not going to talk about this one in the show. We got three things left to talk about. Do you want to talk about Joe Madden? Or you want to skip it? Um, I uh, only I only want to talk about Joe Madden in uh, just so we can play the Simpsons qu- uh, clip because uh, uh, because but yeah, but re- we'll just read out the uh, his the. The, the key line from that my, about, about rules. Yeah, I brought I, I brought this up to Mike's attention, and I just I, – I, I said it was something I really enjoyed because Joe Madden uh, just strikes the same chord as anybody who's ever had a job for way too long and is just really frustrated at management and just like, oh, well, that's inconsistent if you ask me. It's not my rule. I'm just that. So uh, Joe Madden got mad at uh, my favorite – probably my favorite Major League Baseball player, uh, Sean Doolittle. Sean Doolittle, uh, favorite baseball player, non-Phillies division because Bryce Harper is my son. Of course. Um, he said – so he got mad because uh, Doolittle does like a little double toe tap before he throws the pitch. And apparently Carl Edwards, one of, one of Madden's pitchers, uh, got in trouble in the second game of the season, and he was told he couldn't do a similar version of the toe tap. He was very upset, and he brought this up to the umpire's attention. And after the game to the media, he said uh, about continuing the game in protest after pointing out, you know, this obvious double standard, Mike. He said, if you guys don't clean it up, I'm going to protest the game. It's their rule, not mine. I didn't ask for it in the first place. And that is my favorite fucking thing. Their rule, not mine. You guys wanted to make the rules around here, and, like, I didn't – you didn't ask me when you made it, and now I'm trying to enforce it, and suddenly I'm a bad guy. And, like, I've been working here for eight years, and I'll tell you what. If this shit doesn't change soon, it's like, yo, what? But I brought that up just so I uh, – but in, in the second you posted that, I immediately replied with uh, Grandpa Simpson quitting Krusty Burger. Mr. Peterson, you can take this job and fill it. And one more thing. I never once washed my hands. That's your policy, not mine. Yeah, I uh, I did the other day see somebody um, like there some politics tweet obviously, and somebody replied with uh, something like uh, uh, that was like something on The Simpsons, and then someone's just like, yeah, it's, uh, it's just like the only thing uh, worse than this is people whose only cultural frame of reference is The Simpsons, and I'm just like, hey, come on. <laughs> it's not the only it's not the only thing um we got tom brady posting to his twitter uh 40 degrees and raining hashtag let's fucking go and he's got four pictures of himself playing football outside in the rain to which uh king a winter sport by the way kim jewel un wants to brag about how he's doing it outdoors chico frico Bears responded to him he said i'll do anything i'll give up straws just tell me what you want me to do have a, to have a football shatter my face bones into a million pieces responds to that to Tom Brady and to which Tom Brady actually answers and he said I've seen this a lot in my replies lately is it a millennial thing to want your face broken very confused you know I really don't have a good answer for him it's just it's the uh irony poisoned just like it over is the, the top irony poison thing where it's just like um like a uh, uh People will talk about uh, the discussions in boys chat or like, bro, like you're so smart. You're so, so talented. I can't wait for like these opportunities are going to come for you, bro. And girls chat is like, I want Inspector Gadget to um, uh, rearrange my guts. Like, uh, I, I think um, 
I think that's part of it. I think I don't I don't know what it is. It's just <laughs> I want. I really like the reply though. I'll do anything. I'll give up straws. I want Top Cat to break me in half. Jesse Farrar responded to that last one. He said, "Hey, what's up with your weird fake doctor that said he could cure AIDS with diet pills? What's going on with that?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're done. All right. That was a good show. We got through it all. Um, again, I tell people to go uh, and read my Medium posts, uh, your co-worker's dream journal. Um, no, I gave it a name. I, uh, I've, I'm I've, buying a gun. I've named it I'm Buying a Gun, because that's what I say every time I'm, I get mad at something now. <laughs> when, uh, uh, when, when, when Tottenham scored in the 94th minute against Ajax, I said... Uh, 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 my friend Nando texted me and just said Lucas Mora, unbelievable, and I said I'm buying a gun. So, uh, so that that's the name of it now. Um, check it out. I think as many as eight people have read it. I read, or at the, least they've clicked the link. I read the last one, so so seven. There, there you go. Well, I got I got to uh, look at some numbers, but uh, we we need we, we look. We got if we're gonna keep this thing going, we're gonna need to start needing some support from uh, from the people. We gotta give them more reason to support it. That's the thing. Two way street. All right. Uh, Wade we gotta jams. Do, we gotta start doing a giveaway. We got Wade jams on SoundCloud. He does our theme. I was thinking about going back to Wade for for another theme. I, w- I would like the uh, season two. Yeah, I would like the the No Country for Old Men. Uh, it's the tide, the dismal tide, worked into it somehow. You know, in the actual theme. That specific line. I don't know. I'm kicking it around. Might might check. You could back probably in. do that yourself. I mean, I could just stick it in there, but Wade does such... He does, he he does, does, he he does, does better work. He does yeah. so good. He does so... It's so nice. It's so nice. It's very nice. Yeah. Uh, Dismal Tide playlist on Spotify. Check it out. And you know what? If you follow the Dismal Tide playlist on Spotify, you get a little sneak preview of the songs that are coming up. Because I'll tell you what, when I load up those songs on Spotify, Spotify, I immediately just right-click and put it right in the playlist. So, like, you're there early. If you're there early, you're getting it. That's right. Uh, I'm buying a gun. Is Mike's? Uh, what, what is it on again? Uh, it's it's on Medium. Medium. You can find it through uh, my, uh, my my Twitter account. His Twitter there. account, which he is at Mega Clang, and that's I'm right. At Patent Branding. My my followers have been fluctuating for the last couple of weeks. I've been going between like fifty seven and sixty five. Uh, you probably get followed by a bunch of uh, oh, porno bots that uh, immediately get deleted. Yeah, well, sorry uh, to hear. Phone number is 505-398-5020. Although it wasn't working last I checked, we'll have Call to... it up and hear the magic, and if you don't, mm, you know, whatever. And email us at uh, dismaltide69 at gmail.com. It was the last one they had. That's have a right. good week. We'll see you next one. Those hombres would have taken the stash. I suppose so. Though they was leaving in a hurry. Oh, it's all the goddamn money, Ed Tom. Money and the drugs. It's just... Goddamn beyond everything. What's it mean? What's it leading to? You know, if you'd have told me 20 years ago, I'd see children walking the streets of our Texas towns with green hair, bones in their noses. I just flat out wouldn't have believed you. Signs and wonders. But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, the rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. It is not the one thing. Not the one thing.